This is Raising the Game, the podcast getting football mums united. First of all, welcome. I'm Melanie, your host. Secondly, I've got two words for you. World Cup. How much football can you stomach? Me? I'll be honest, I'm dining on it. And that's a little clue into the theme for this week's episode. In a week where we're getting football for breakfast, lunch and dinner, Ronaldo bit the dust on his Man U days and Saudi Arabia left Messi with a really bitter pill to swallow. We're talking food and nutrition. You can actually make your own electrolyte drink as Lucasades are quite expensive. Now today's guest loves football so much that when she graduated from uni it was a given that she would work in the industry. Katie Barney's worked with academy and first team players at a range of professional clubs. We talked about good carbs and good carbs because there are no bad carbs as you'll hear in the interview and something you definitely won't want to miss. Katie's make your own Lucasaid recipe. Hashtag money saving. I'm Katie Barney and I'm a performance nutritionist. Um, I work with Birmingham City Women and Ipswich Town FC with the first team and the academy. Um, I've done other sports as well, like netball, basketball, and I've had individual clients, but it's predominantly football that I've been based in. So in terms of footballers' eating habits, is it a constant struggle trying to get them kind of on track and in shape for the season? Some players are very keen to follow advice and others are very much set in their ways. But it's just it's just an easy thing to fix as long as you try different tactics with each of them. So in terms of young footballers, what kind of things should they be eating during training? Yeah, so it it varies from day to day. So you want to tailor it to whether or not they're training that day or whether it's a rest day for them. On a training day, they want to be focusing on carbohydrate intake um, as that's their fuel to prepare for training or to prepare for a match. And you want to focus mostly on white sources, which is probably something that is a bit different to what we're told as the general public. And that's just to prevent any GI issues, so cramps or feeling sick. It's very easily digested and it's fuel for them. So it's really important to make sure that they're getting enough of that in, particularly just before training. What kind of foods are we we talking about that come under that category? Yeah, so like white sauces of pasta, white rice, white bread, cereals, porridge, anything like that will really help. And I think it's best to try and think how you can top up each meal to make it higher in carbohydrate. And this is quite simply done. You can add banana to their meal or honey if it's like an early or you're having um, porridge later on in the day. Or you can just simply like add a bread roll on top of their meal to the side of what you're having as a family. Okay, brilliant. Sometimes we, we're giving them the foods, but we're not necessarily understanding all the benefits. And I know some mothers are a little bit more reluctant because they understand carbs to be full of sugar. And you're saying that actually that's going to help their children in terms of their training? Absolutely. So I know that we're quite often told to focus on whole grain sources, which is great for like rest days as it can increase their fibre content. But the white sources, they're just more easily digested and are giving them fuel instantly. So it's really important to include that in their diet as well. 
So let's say we've got match day, Katie. What kind of breakfast should we be giving our kids? So any cereals will work, porridge will work, toast. Just try and give them larger portions than um, they'll typically have. So like having two pieces of toast rather than the one. Again, thinking about how we can top up that carb content in the meal with banana honey, but also remembering that liquids can count too. So I always say to players, they don't have to fit it all on one plate. They can have a smoothie alongside their breakfast or an orange juice as they're both high in carbohydrate as well. So always aim to have two. You can also give them a little side dish with their breakfast. If they're a player that struggles to consume a lot in one go, they can have yogurt and granola alongside whatever they're having um, for breakfast. And in terms of smoothies, is there a go-to recipe that you suggest? One that I would typically use, I always make sure that I'm including yogurt in there. Go for more Greek as that will be higher in carbohydrate than others. You can include banana as well and add a bit of honey and then just any frozen fruits and a top up of milk to get it to the thickness that they like. Would you ever suggest putting orange juice and things like that in there? Uh, yeah, you can do. It's entirely dependent on their taste and what thickness they like their smoothies to be. But it, yeah, it's a great addition to add in too. So I have to go back a little bit. Uh, you mentioned cereals. Big bugbear in my household because I will buy the ones that don't have sugar and they want the ones with sugar. Are there better cereals to have than others? Yes, one big one, especially for pre-training and pre-matches, you want to look at the saturated fat content because fat can really slow down the digestion of carbohydrate and it can cause them to have lots of different GI issues like cramps that I mentioned previously. I would also just make sure it's not too high in like artificial colours, etc. But to be honest, before a match, it's probably a good idea to get the uh, ones high in sugar, you know, like honey hoops, mm. anything like that, because they're very high in carbohydrate. Um, so we're going home after the match, Katie. <laughs> and... I know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and uh pretty much whenever as soon as my kids get in the car it's like snack 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 and i'm always you know i've got no options and i'm going to the first place i can find what kind of snacks are the better snacks to give them? Yeah, so, I mean, it can be a really easy option that I always recommend. It's not one that often people think of, but giving them a milkshake in the car immediately after training or immediately after a match is actually, they're both, it's both high in protein for them to recover and also has those simple carbs just to top up the stores that they've obviously emptied during training. I would always suggest bulk making your snacks so you're prepared for the full week ahead. You can make flapjacks, there's different oat ball recipes that you can make. If not, smoothies are another great option in the car. Any yogurt, spas, bananas, those saurine bars that you can get, especially the banana ones. And again, you can get Lucasade too which I would suggest having during matches and training as well. So what are the benefits of drinking Lucozade during a match or after? It keeps their carb stores topped up throughout the game. So it continually gives them energy and it's easily digested. And it also provides them with the salts that they'll lose in their sweat during the training as well. I'd just like to mention, you can actually make your own electrolyte drink as Lucozades are quite expensive. Oh um, yeah. So I can tell you a recipe, 10 to 20 millilitres of squash, a fruit juice of your choice, 
around 200 to 300. Top it up with water, a pinch of salt and shake it and it's ready to go. Brilliant. I'm loving <laughs> that. That's really, really great. And I was going to ask about injury. I heard that certain types of foods are great when a player's injured. Is that true? Yeah, definitely. So their requirements when they're injured is uh, very different to what they'll need when they're training. Obviously, their activity levels, well, depending on the severity of injury, will be decreased. So you want to focus mainly on the whole grain source of the carbohydrate as opposed to white sources. Um, so like brown rice, brown bread, etc. You also want to be focusing a lot more on protein. So making sure they get a source of protein with each meal that they're having, including snacks. And then lots and lots of fruit and veg, which I can understand is sometimes quite difficult, but you can get that in smoothies. Another great way to get vegetables in is blending them up with tomatoes and having it as like the pizza base or a sauce to a pasta. And that way they're getting it in without even knowing they're having it. And I always recommend having a source of protein about one to two hours before they go to sleep. Because when they sleep, their body is fully recovering and it just helps that process to go along smoother, basically. Somebody told me fish is really good. Yeah, is so fish of... is is really high in omega-3s, which can help with inflammation, which can be associated to injury. So it's really great at um, avoiding that. Can you suggest any swap-outs? You know, sometimes you go to the first thing, which is like a chocolate biscuit, but do you have any thoughts on good swap-outs? Yeah, definitely. So I'd say for like biscuits, I would definitely go for more like saurine bars, flapjacks, because they're higher in um, carbohydrate, more filling, so they're less likely to keep coming back for more. I would also mention that when supermarkets put high in protein on their packaging. You want to make sure that they actually are high in protein because quite often they're only like four grams, which isn't high in protein. So then always you can always go for yogurts, some more Greek yogurt. There's just lots of other options. For instance, you can have the light baby bells. They actually have, I think it's around 10 grams of protein for two of them and it's low in calories for them. So that's an easy way and it's higher in protein than options that say that they have lots of protein in and are often double the price. So just going back, you said that four grams is not high. What's, what's the, the kind of gram amount that we should be looking for? There's not a particular gram amount for each thing, but when it's saying it's about four gram per 100 grams, that's not high. Right. Um, I would suggest around 15 grams minimum if it's a high protein snack that you're going for. But it's not something that you have to focus on because it can be quite complicated if you start counting grams. <laughs> to have the information is better than not having it, that's for sure. I would just suggest just avoiding those high in protein in the supermarkets because just quite often it's just a marketing way of being able to bump up the price. <laughs> yeah, and grab us mum's attention. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. I actually just have some money-saving tips. So I would say always prepare meals and snacks in bulk. So never just cook for the amount of people that you're cooking for. Always do additional servings. That way you can freeze and keep it in the fridge for quick, convenient meals throughout the week. Buying frozen fruit and veg over fresh is often a lot cheaper and they're just as good as the fresh. 
going for seasonal fruit and veg will always be cheaper and you can just google this to see which is in season i think at the minute tomatoes are in season so they'll be a bit cheaper at the moment and always plan your meals you don't have to stick to exactly what meal you've chosen each day but it's just good to have an idea of what meals you're going to have each week katie uh yeah i'm guilty of that this week for sure thank you so so much katie that's all right no worries it's a pleasure talking to you that's it from Raising the Game. Subscribe to get updates on when the next episode is coming. And as always, if there's anything you want answers to or you're curious about, let us know. Email us at hello at raisingthegame.org or find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. All the links are on the box below. Thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, and good luck, England. Come on, boys, bring it home. Or not. Hashtag squeaky bum time.